This is a Triple J podcast. Hack. Hey, it's Dave Marchese. Welcome to the Shake Up on Hack. Ready for a jam-packed podcast to kick off the weekend. A lot of the country battling through heat waves. It's all a bit hard at the moment, isn't it? Maybe you're getting ready for a festival this weekend, though, or you just can't wait to knock off. Whatever it is, welcome. We love this part of the week because we can take a look back at some of the other headlines from the past few days that got people fired up. Here's a taste. Hack. I don't tell you, you got to refinance your house just to get bread and milk from them. You didn't get your burrito bowl the way you like it, and this is how you respond. This is not the real housewives of Parma. He's got no fairy or star at the top. He's got no presents around the bottom. That absolutely shocking example of a Christmas tree. On Triple J. Yeah, we're talking ridiculous grocery prices. I want to hear the one thing that you've seen recently that knocked the wind out of you. You were like, how is it that much already? Message in 0439757555. Whatever sent cold shivers through you at the supermarket the other day. We're also talking the most pathetic Christmas decorations you've seen so far. And we're also getting into strange punishments, but more on that one later. First, we've got to meet the Shake Up team for this week. And as I've said, they're incredible. First, journalist, video producer from Pedestrian, Izzy Phillips. How the hell are you? Hey, I'm good. I'm hot and happy to be here. <laughs> You're pretty warm, warm yeah, outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Looking forward to the weekend, another hot weekend. Yeah, it's going to be crazy tomorrow, <laughs> but bring it on. How does December feel? How do we feel at this time of the year generally, Izzy? Um, a bit frantic, bit frazzled, but happy, you know? Yeah. I think there's something really awesome about this, like, race to the end of the year. Like, everyone's, like, a bit manic, but it's, like, we're all a bit manic. It's a weird energy because it changes kind of midway through for the first bit. You are feeling a bit happy but overwhelmed. You've got a lot of stuff to do, but then at the end you're like, okay, let's go. Mm-hmm. Christmas is mm-hmm. almost here. Also, comedian Billy Darcy, how are you? Dave, mate, what a time to be alive. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Holiday plans. What's coming up in the next few weeks for you? Absolutely nothing, mate. I cannot stress enough. I've been in neutral for like two weeks. I was pretty shocked to hear it wasn't December last week, but this is my favourite time of year. I love it. I was asking because Izzy and I were talking before about journalism and kind of the intensity leading up to the end of the year. And then I said, what about comedians? What's it like at this time of the year for you guys? And what did you say? The tools are down. (laughs) It's very hard to motivate yourself. The only comedians who do comedy over the Christmas break, they... They don't really have much of a personal life, and God bless them. But I'll be spending it with friends and family. Okay, we like to hear that. You seem to be doing well. You're unavailable during this time of the year, which is a good vote of confidence in your comedic ability. Thank you, Billy. We've got so much to get into. I want you involved too. Remember, message in, call in with your thoughts, opinions. Let's go. Hack. Bro, when is my local going to support me? I need to take out a mortgage just to get a week's shopping from you guys. On Triple J. Yeah, there's nothing that gets people going like grocery prices, especially this year, when the cost of everything's so ridiculous. The last thing you need is to be paying 10 bucks for a packet of chips or $6 for a bag of frozen peas, something like that. And while so many Australians are struggling, the big supermarkets definitely aren't. They're posting massive profits. And it's got politicians talking about it. The Greens this week got support for a big inquiry into rising grocery prices price gouging and a lot of you are saying it's about time hack up up the prices are up and so are the supermarkets profit australians are spending a bag 535 dollars each per month on groceries this year since everything's expensive now i've made an executive life decision i'm gonna start stealing again why are people resulting to 
thievery. There are people struggling out there that have no other option. They're seeing the price rises for themselves. They're seeing these tactics by supermarkets. On Triple J. Yeah, I want to know what you think of this one. Coles and Woolworths say they're not price gouging. Coles is saying being profitable is important. It means the company can pay taxes, it can employ people. Woolworths is saying it's trying to balance the needs of customers, its teams, suppliers. What do you think, though? They're denying jacking up prices in an exaggerated way. I want to hear the experiences. What is the one thing you've seen that's blown you away in price recently? You couldn't believe it. We're already getting people message in. Jason's saying, yeah, packet of chips, over six bucks. I only buy them when they're on sale. Someone else is saying, packet of dishwashing, uh, you know, tablet things, $72? Are you insane? Call in 1300 You can message in as well, 0439 We're also getting comments on Instagram. Felicity says, I bought ingredients to make a basic vanilla cheesecake, more than 50 bucks. <laughs> and someone else is wondering why prices aren't dropping because supermarkets have removed workers and put in self-serve checkouts. Fair point. Lots of people asking the same questions. Let's get the views of our shake-up crew. We've got journalist Izzy Phillips, comedian Billy Darcy. Izzy, does this get you fired up? It gets me really freaking mad. I can gets, tell already from yeah. this side of the desk. I'm yeah. like, oh, she's got something to say. Yeah, I am really mad. You know, it's like, you know, Coles and Woolies are saying that, you know, they're not price gouging and, you know, that it, it's really hard despite making billions of dollars of profits whilst also having a spike in people stealing because they can't afford food in the first place. Mm. Billy, what do you think? The big supermarkets, are they taking the piss a little bit with the cost of groceries? Massively, Dave. I've pretty much been priced out into veganism at this point. <laughs> I love meat and all of a sudden I'm just nailing chickpeas and red kidney beans. Oh, it's not This isn't the you. life I want to live, <laughs> okay? But broccolini, that's pretty much for the 1% at this point. Yeah. It's like $4 a bunch. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's all gotten a bit out of hand. So what do we think of this inquiry, Izzy? There's going to be this look into it, the Greens have won support, to have a look at where the price gouging's happening, to look at rising grocery prices. Are you happy this is happening? What are you hoping comes out of it? Oh, I'm very happy it's happening. I mean, the last time we had one was 2008. So for context for that, Kevin Rudd was Prime Minister and, like, Flo Rida's low was topping the ARIA charts. <laughs> and I haven't heard, you know, Flo Rida on air for uh, quite a while. So bit. I think, so I reckon that the, you know, that Coles and Woolies have been able to just be cowboys of the grocery, you know, industry for far too long. And I think it's about time that someone checks in and figures out what's going on in there because, you know, it's it's not something that's only affecting like a few people. It's everyone is feeling this really badly right now. Yeah, I wanted to ask, like when you chat with your friends, is it something that comes up a lot, talking about grocery prices, the cost of things, that kind of thing? Absolutely. Just, you know, being able to go out to the on the weekend, like go and get a drink after work or, you know, thinking about all these other things that would just be so normal. Now, um, I think that grocery prices and just the basic things of needing to eat and live are chipping into being able to like go out and like see your friends, and, like do fun things on the weekends. And I think if you're not, you know, paying 50 bucks to make a basic cheese, Cheesecake, you know, for a friend's birthday. That's wild. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah.
Billy, what about you? Like all seriousness, is it something that you talk a bit about with your mates at the moment that people are struggling with groceries? Like someone in the hack team was like, I feel like it's such a luxury if you say that you shop at only one supermarket. Like if you have the money to just be able to afford to get everything in one place, that's pretty huge because people are trying to find the best deals anywhere. Yeah, I shop now with a pretty open mind. I sort of let the prices guide me. <laughs> Do you know? Like you can't really be planning your meals like, you know, we're millionaires driving around in Rolls Royces. Nah. Like I sort of just look for the yellow tags and a couple of Hail Marys as you walk in. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, you just end up leaving with heaps of lentils yet again. Yeah. And that, good to go. The good to go. We've got people on the text line. Someone says, they say they're not price gouging. How much profit do their shareholders need? Insane. That was from Kate in Melbourne. Someone else. As a farmer, I sell my produce at a cheap price and then see my produce in the supermarket at about 20 times the price they bought them at, which is interesting. And when we covered this on Instagram earlier this week, that's what a lot of people were saying. Hey, at the farm gate, that's not what the cost is. There's something happening in between. That's probably the worst part, that the farmers aren't getting anything on the other end as well. They're screwing over the buyer and the seller. Well, I think people are worried, like especially people in agriculture, farmers are worried that people think it is them that is putting these hectic prices on produce, on milk, whatever it is. Someone else says tomatoes at one supermarket a three ninety nine per kilo, but seven ninety nine at another supermarket. Another person, Michaela, says they don't even have staff. It's all self serve at the moment. Another person, Vegemite, ten bucks now. It was funny. Have you seen on TikTok they're doing those? You know how Coles has that advert where it's like feed your family for ten dollars <laughs> or under ten dollars, and so people have been doing those videos where it's like uh, a loaf of bread six dollars, uh, some Vegemite four dollars. That's pretty much it. the The budget's completely gone. What's the most ridiculous thing you've noticed, Izzy? Is there one thing in particular? Yeah, I think someone on the text line shouted out, I mean, I live in a pretty mid-share house, so we don't have a dishwasher, unfortunately. (laughs) But I did see that dishwashing tablets are $72 and that, like... Like, I felt, like, winded by that. Like, that is just so exorbitantly expensive. So I'm pretty happy with my, you know, like, really yuck gloves and, like, scrubbing brush right now because, you know, I'm saving a lot of money. Um, Apparently in New Zealand they've done this, like, the big inquiry before because I didn't know this, but food security is even worse in New Zealand. Like, that country produces enough to feed 40 million people. They only have 5 million people, right? But like 40% of households, almost half of households don't have enough to eat. It's just wild. So they did this big inquiry, looked into it. They had some recommendations. They implemented some, not much changed, some big ideas put forward. Like one of them was, oh, maybe we need to get the government to run supermarkets. What do you think of, like, outrageous things? Do, do you think we need a big, big shake-up here, Izzy? Well, I think, like, we absolutely need some regulation around price gouging to stop this happening. But I think, you know, we also just need way more competition because you've got Coles and Woolies and then the next biggest competitor is Aldi and they only have 10% of the market share. So I think, yeah, we just really need more competition in the market so people have more places to go and buy stuff and don't aren't like backed into a corner to buy seven dollar tomatoes yeah we've got so many weird prices coming through the text line do you want to hear some of them hit me <laughs> dry shampoo 19 dollars. people are saying not appropriate someone else says we're sheep farmers the price we're getting for lamb has dropped 50 percent since last year but what you're paying in the supermarket's gone up it's criminal another person says supermarkets now bump up their prices so they can drop the price for their 
their sale to tempt consumers into the shop. People are so conditioned to look for a sale. Yeah, is that something that you're always looking for, Billy? Like when you go into the supermarket, are you just looking for those red tags everywhere going, oh, sale, sale, sale? I've been conditioned massively. Mm. Yeah, I just think because... You know what the worst thing is? What? When you see the sale price and then you lift up the tag and it's the same price <laughs> or more or, or less, you're like, it's not even a sale. They're advertising something that's not on sale. I've blown up about a price before that I thought was on sale and then I misread it and I had to walk all the way back and put these ham and cheese pizza <laughs> pockets back into the freezer. It's oh. like the most shameful walk of my life. Nah, but good on you for taking it to them and having a go. Well, you want to have a go at the staff, but then you realise they're just lovely people. Yeah. And you just walk out all stressed out with no pizza pockets. Well, that's true. And people are saying, don't take it out on staff. And we're going to get into that a bit later in the show, abusing employees. It's a whole different topic we're going to discuss. And, you know, supermarket workers are saying, it's obviously, it's not us. Please stop screaming at us, which is absolutely fair enough. Somebody else says, uh, we shop at a local market where the fruit and veg prices have hardly changed over the past year, uh, while, the, while the supermarkets keep jacking up their prices. Another person, there's no room for extra extras now. So there's no lollies or sweets, just the bare minimum. Tuna pasta bake without cheese for weeks. Even had to cancel hosting dinner parties. Can't afford to host anymore. Do you notice that? Is he the kind of little treats and Oh yeah, they're gone. Things that they're you used to gone. have? They're gone. They're no. gone. And if I do get treats, it's not guided by um, choice. It's guided by what's on sale. Mm. Yeah. Billy? Honestly, my treats are traditionally outside the supermarket, but they have been affected as well. Like, I paid $12 for a schooner of Carlton Draft the other day. Uh, it's absolutely sickening. For our Melbourne listeners, a, a schooner is like a, a pot with a bad attitude. And, like, if that's $12, what are the poor people drinking is my question. Uh, we got cost of living woes everywhere, and it's actually one of the big focuses of our uh, shake-up shows next week. We're doing a run of shake-up shows, and we're going to be focusing on cost of living, so all this is going to come up again. Another thing that happened in business news this week, I guess, did you see Australia Post has announced that it's cutting its daily letter delivery service to every second day? Like parcels are still going to be delivered every day, but letters not. What did you make of this, Izzy? What do you think of letters? Do you ever get anything in the mail, a letter that's not a bill? No, I don't. And if I do, I don't actually think it's sent. I get like all the, the locksmith magnets. I feel like my letterbox is just yes. full of locksmiths being like, yes. here is a magnet, which they haven't, they are, I think they've just walked around and dropped it in. But like, I reckon... Menus I think, for life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think it's a great thing. I think that, you know, Australia Post, it's like not making money right now. And by them being able to take letters to once every second day, it means that posties can now be redeployed to deliver parcels where the money is. And like, you know, when I order something online, I really want it. Yeah. So, yeah. I, yeah. I think bring a lot it, of people listening now are probably like, okay, as long as my clothes delivery is not affected by this, I'm all good. Billy, send letters. Totally agree with Izzy. I've not received a letter in years. The only person who really writes me letters now is the New South Wales government. And they <laughs> are... I don't want to know why. They're <laughs> they are not friendly letters. Oh, I'll say that. I can imagine. You owe us $600. XOXO. So... Oh, at least they were nice at the end, though. Yeah. It's, it's a nice touch on the end there. But 
no one's writing letters anymore. It's not the Great Depression. So I think this is a good job. <laughs> well, it is actually. If you've noticed the supermarket prices, oh. it kind of is. I think it'd probably be more expensive to send a letter than, I don't know, do literally anything else. So. We're tying it all in today. We're yeah. tying it all in. <laughs> Loop around. We've got so many more messages coming through about food prices, grocery prices. Someone says, try having allergies and intolerances. Gluten-free bread, seven bucks. Lactose-free milk, six dollars. Another person, we have to try shop literally anywhere else to stop their power over us. That's someone trying to break up the duopoly of the, the big supermarkets. And another person says, I reckon the government must cap the supermarket's profit. I think that's the solution. So many opinions on this one, but time to move on. Hack. It's awful when that's what we're provided with as our Christmas to look forward to. On Triple J. Absolutely pathetic. Completely embarrassing. They're just some of the ways people have described me as the host of Hack for this year. No, I'm, I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about the New South Wales coastal town of Foster. You might have heard this story. They're making global headlines at the moment for their Christmas display this year. It's not very good. And a lot of locals are not happy. They're furious. They're saying this isn't the first time we've had to deal with lame Christmas decorations. So I want to know, what is the crappest Christmas decoration attempt you've seen so far? And is it worse than Foster's? Hack. One council on the mid-north coast of New South Wales has been shamed for its decorating efforts. You can be anywhere in the town and see this, this ugly atrocity. We know that we don't do a good job in that area. What was the creative direction for this tree? <laughs> was there a creative direction? I started the, um, the mid-coast uh, future Christmas light committee. Do whatever you like on Christmas. Don't pick on people. And especially don't pick on Christmas trees. On Triple J. Yeah, let me have them. Whether it's work, neighbours, the doctor's surgery, wherever you've been lately, what's the worst attempt at Christmas spirit you've seen? Call in 1300 0 536. You can message in too 0439 757 5. Or maybe you're sick of people trying to get you into something. You want to be left alone. You do want to be the Grinch. You're proud of it. It's all good. Let us know. Join the conversation now. We've got people on the text line already. A lot of foster residents, as you can imagine. Mark from Diamond Beach near Foster says, it's criminal. They don't care enough about community spirit to get into the spirit. Councils were created to serve the community, not the other way around. I'll bet they spend more on catering for their council meetings than they do on the Christmas tree. Another person from Foster says, with the increasing population, both over Chrissy time and down the track, we need better road infrastructure and a hospital before we need to be worrying about the bloody Christmas tree. Mixed opinions. I want to find out what the shake-up crew reckons. we got comedian Billy Darcy and journalist Izzy Phillips. Billy, what did you make of this one? Honestly, we were just talking about how bananas cost $75. Can we not have a bit of joy? I think go all in on the lights. I don't think it's actually the cost of it. It's really just the execution of what's... Did you see yeah, just I the painted picture in and people's heads? The council said we're not experts. It's like, <laughs> ad, ad, that's fine, but also admit you didn't try. Exactly. If so, you admit you didn't try, I'll go in on this expert thing. Like, children decorate Christmas oh, trees. I do feel a bit bad when the mayor was like, look, we know we're not really good at this thing. It's like, oh, because they got ripped apart last year because... So this Christmas tree, people are not happy because it kind of looks like, I'm trying to think of how to describe it. Someone described it as a spider and its web just starts coming undone. It's all untangled and stuff. But last year they had this tree which they threw hoops all over and people weren't happy with that. 
Izzy, what do you think? Let them flop. <laughs> Let them flop. I kind of love this. I kind of love they're just like doing their best and it flopped. Like just own it. Be like, we're the town with the worst decorated Christmas tree well, in Australia. It sucks. It flopped. It could go off. I think it look, <laughs> I think it looks so bad that it's kind of iconic. Like yeah. it's it's so sparse, so spindly, one <laughs> single thread of lights decorating the entire tree. No baubles, no star, no nothing. No nothing. It's like I know that they said, oh, you know, we're not really good at this. They they gave nothing. Girl gave us nothing and they flopped and I'm here for it. Well, the other thing is that they're like, we, we can only do two things. We can either invest more of your money into it and we'll just go all out and just pour all the money in, which people probably won't be happy about, or we just give up. And so I think they've kind of decided, like, we're stepping away and it's led to all of this uh, community outrage. There's a committee that's been set up, the Midcoast Future Christmas Committee. They're taking it very seriously. Do you take Christmas very seriously, Billy? I love Christmas. Oh, you're one of these ones. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> you're like one of these ones. A person? <laughs> Christmas is for everyone. Yeah. You're probably the sort of bloke who rolls in and says, hey, guys, it's my birthday week. Watch out. <laughs> absolutely. Dave's turning 31. Let's oh, all care about absolutely this. absolutely do not. Christmas, I absolutely do not. It's for everyone. I love it. I couldn't get enough of it. Yeah? And is he, you the same? Yeah, it's fine. Like, I like it, but oh, I'm not going to be like, hey, it's Christmas. Like, let's, I'm, so I don't have like the flashing earrings and okay. like all that kind of stuff. Like, and, I get behind it. And what do you think of people that do have all of that, that are all decked out and they come to work and maybe they're trying to get you in the spirit? I'll say this. <laughs> Love that for them. Stay in your lane. <laughs> Wear those earrings, wear those hats. Do not give it to me. Like, I love the spirit. I love observing the spirit from afar. Stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. Chris from Melbourne says the lamest thing um, uh, that I've seen, random daggy ribbons tied onto trees by the council. Someone else says, shouldn't we be worrying about consumerism and wastage? Uh, will represent homemade and recycled attempt at Christmas decorations forever. It's a fair point. Hmm, I don't know. What's... I hate that whataboutism. Oh, yeah? When people are like, oh, we're focusing on Christmas lights. You know, children are starving <laughs> in Africa. Uh... That's bad too, guys. We can we can think about two things at the same time. Yeah, you're like, these are different issues. They're different things. Okay. I wonder if the council's almost like weaponized incompetence, being like, oh, no, we're so bad at decorating <laughs> this. We couldn't possibly yeah. do it again next year. I guess you're going to have to have a local community group um, organise on Facebook so you can do it so we don't have to do it anymore. Oh, no. <laughs> Could be part of it. Yeah. I don't know. Do you get excited, Billy, by walking into a shop and hearing the carols going and that kind of thing? It puts you into another gear? A hundred percent, yeah. A bit of Mariah Carey, a bit of Michael Bublé. So do you have someone in your group, though, that doesn't get around it, that brings it down? You're like, come on, just make an effort. Yeah, a little bit. I don't want to sort of throw barbs at Izzy here. But... <laughs> <laughs> no, not that me and Izzy are, are, are like great mates or whatever, but I'm saying I know someone like Izzy and, <laughs> and there's help out there, okay? Like just get some joy in your life, you know? I'm oh. not a Grinch-ass, but I, I enjoy it but from afar. Okay. Okay. And do you have like, you know, Christmas celebrations amongst friends and stuff, Izzy? Is it something that the group's getting around? Like, come on, let's do a friend mess. Yeah, we are doing a friend mess. Oh, interesting. Okay. (laughs) But I think a lot of this stuff is just like a reason to like hang out and like celebrate the end of the year and like send it a bit. Okay. Nice. Um, So many messages coming through. Someone says the tree looks like a saucer. Yeah, I don't like there's, there's a, a, a lot of people kind of got theories on what they think the tree looks like or what they think money should be spent on. You're either into it, you're not. 
respect your opinion either way. That's what we're going to say. Hack. She's literally disgusting. She's the scum of the earth. Literally, these kind of people should be so ashamed of themselves. On Triple Jack. If you work in fast food, you know how gross customers can be. Whatever the issue is, there's not enough sauce. They ask for more fries. This isn't hot enough. You're facing the full fury of whoever's paid six bucks for their meal and they want perfection. They demand it. And so it was for this woman in the US. They're calling her Chipotle Karen. The lady in America who threw a burrito bowl at a fast food worker and just like some weird 90s movie, she was sentenced by a judge to two months of work in a fast food job. Hack. Judge tells woman who threw burrito bowl at Chipotle employee to work fast food job if she wants less jail time. Do you want to walk in her shoes for two months and learn how people should treat people or do you want to do your jail time? She claims she did it because the food looked quote unquote disgusting. Wow. For hitting me with a 200 degree food, it was really tough. Why should the city taxpayers pay for her and feed her for 90 days in jail? if I can teach her a sense of empathy. On Triple J. How about this story? People are loving it. And I want to know if you love it. And if you're in the service industry, would you like to see more of this? Like, which customers do you think should be forced to work a bit in someone else's shoes, in your shoes, to see what it's actually like? Call in 1300-0555-36. You can message in as well, 439 Let's check in with the Shake Up crew. We've got journalist Izzy Phillips, comedian Billy Darcy. Izzy, could you believe this story? I just felt so unbelievably bad <laughs> for the girl. And I read this quote when she was like, I was just standing there and the next second I had sour cream dripping oh, in my I hair. I thought you meant the one that threw it. The oh, one no, that no, I was no. Like, what? No, no, the woman, that, the woman that got hit by the burrito bowl. Yeah. It's kind of unbelievable. I mean, in the video. I like, mean, it's, it's assault. It's, just I, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, it absolutely is. And, you know, like... It's just, it's a burrito bowl. Like, you don't need to, yeah. like, amp up. It was so heated. And the woman that did this is like, what if you had seen it? It was such bad quality. It was disgusting. I'm like, oh, I'm not sure it's ever excuses yeah, like, if that. You, like, not in a Michelin-star restaurant. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like you're in, like, a fast food chain and, like, they were understaffed. It's kind of it's kind of weird. Billy, what did you make of this one? I love that she's she thinks there is a quality of burrito bowl that would make <laughs> it acceptable. She's like, Your Honour, you didn't see this thing. <laughs> I mean, it, this is hilarious. Like, who sentenced this woman? Like, Judge Judy? Like, <laughs> this is crazy. It could have been. What, I, do you, what do you think of the sentencing? I love it uh, because they're also going to prison, so it's sort of a double mug off. Yeah, and it was kind of like the judge kind of said, oh, do you want to go and do this? So maybe the judge was going to give them more jail time or something but said you can also do this, and the woman agreed to do it. So Yeah, I honestly think, I don't know if this is controversial, I think anyone who's never worked in a certain service position should be sentenced to two months regardless. Oh, like it should be like military service. Yeah, new conscription disrupts. Yeah, 100% because people never work in the service industry and then they become fully fledged adults and they're just these psychos bumping around the world (laughs) with no empathy. They're like great white sharks or something. They don't blink. They're they're mean to like 14-year-olds. Where did you work? What did you do? Mate, I did it all. Maccas, Domino's, Westfield Car Park. Yeah, wow. I've been abused across many different terrains. (laughs) And I think 
also, yeah, it does definitely give you a lot of empathy for people in those industries. Yeah. God forbid they forget a topping. Exactly. That's the thing. It's kind of like, come on, just have a bit of patience. Show a little grace, as people Mm. like to say. Have a bit of grace. Izzy, have you worked in these kind of jobs before? Yeah, I've worked a bunch of hospo and it's just like, ugh. I feel like people just get mad and then they forget that the person, you know, delivering you something or serving you is also like a person. Um, I think they just like forget about that. And I think it's a welcome reminder that, you know, people in the service industry have feelings and really, you know, like it can really upset you and affect your day or, you know, or, you know, literally be a case of assault when you get hit by a burrito bowl. That's so funny. We're getting some random comments in from people about who should have to work in what industries. Someone says architects should spend a year on a building site before they're allowed to design a building. (laughs) Interesting. (laughs) Someone else, Tom from Bendigo, says, insurance consultant would happily give my phone to any client who owns millions of dollars in assets abusing me about a 5% increase in premium. That's Tom's opinion there. Do you think this could be more successful than the jail period in in stopping people reoffending, Billy? I think so massively because you're getting punished, but it's also quite humbling. You know, like if you go to prison, you sort of get the street cred, but all of a sudden you're in the burger line with some 14-year-old. Yeah. You're stressed about prison. He's got the nap plan next week. There's a lot, <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? That is how you really get growth as a human. Yeah. So would you like to see this more rolled out across the board in, in Australia as well? 100%. And also it keeps people out of prison, less tax, taxpayer money paying for their three a day. Would you take on some hecklers from your stand-up? No, I would assault the heckler and I would I would be put into the program. So. No, no, well, he wouldn't assault. He's a good guy. He's a good guy. Oh, look, maybe he would. We've got some more messages coming through. Someone says, I'm a cleaner in an office and I want to go to people's houses and then pour cold coffee straight into their kitchen bins and watch them try to empty it. Interesting problem that cleaners are facing there in offices. Someone else says, my teenage daughter just started working at Macca's. After a shocking few hours, her boss said, We don't cry at the counter. You can go to the chiller and scream. Oh, hectic, hectic. So many messages coming through from people who, you know, really have copped it over the years and you can understand their frustration and and wanting to vent it. But, hey, that is all we've got time for on the Shake Up for this week. want to say a huge thanks to our Shake Up crew. Izzy Phillips, thank you very much. Thank you. And Billy Darcy, thank you as always. Thank you, Dave. Hack. On Triple Jack. And that's all we've got time for on the Hack Podcast for now for the Shake Up. We will be back with more Shake Ups, though, next week. We've got a full run of Shake Ups all week to mark the end of Hack on the radio for 2023. It's going to be a special one. We're going to be going through the big events, biggest cultural moments, biggest political moments, the best and worst of 2023, sports moments. We're going to be breaking it all down with a huge week of great panellists. So make sure you're tuned in. Looking forward to it. A week of Shake Up all next week. I'll catch you then. See ya.